Lexiton. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It On. This episode we are just walking all over the discussion of carpets, rugs and linoleum. Steve? We are, and I'm going to tell you an amazing fact about carpets, which will knock your millennial socks off. Socks off. <laughs> See, Steve, they're the master of under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> <laughs> wall-to-wall carpets appeared in the 1970s. Wall-to-wall? Like that. What do you mean, Just like that. wall-to-wall, as in they covered the whole floor? Yes. Where did they cover before they went wall-to-wall? The, the middle section? Yes, precisely that. Mm, um, and the outside so of the So that would room. be a rug? In my eyes. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, the carpets only really became carpets wall-to-wall uh, as a phrase as well as a concept, I think, in the 70s. They but the other, the other phrase, of course, was fitted carpets. That was the phrase, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they did say that, yeah. Fitted, fitted carpets. carpets. Well, as opposed to that unfitted laying about. That was, that was posh, very absolutely. posh. That was, at one time, that was bragging rights on your indeed, street. Indeed, having mm-hmm. a fitted carpet and a, a 13-inch television. Oh, those were the Ballers. Those were the posh people. <laughs> I tell you, when I was a, a, a wee boy, we fitted new carpets in. Uh, I grew up in a schoolhouse, and it because it had been a um, council building in effect, and for a long time it was decorated very uh, parsimoniously. Mm-hmm. And we fitted carpets in our hallway, and I was so excited, and I thought it was so luxurious mm-hmm. that I insisted I sleep on the carpet that first <laughs> night it was fitted. So there's a photograph of me as a wee boy at the bottom of the stairs with my duvet on and um, sleeping on this lovely carpet. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't think you could contemplate having a, a house that didn't have fitted carpets. You would regard that as a... Well, I've got laminate in my house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, that, I think we're, we're on the downside swing of that particular uh, Yeah, I actually am not that fussed for a carpet. You're not? In the bedroom and the living but you room. Wouldn't but have, you wouldn't have a room that had laminate around the edges or linoleum around the edges no. and just a carpet. But, in the but, but you would have... Everybody had You that. would have laminate and a rug. Ah, you would, yeah. have, you would do that, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose in many ways uh, laminate is the, is the modern equivalent of linoleum. Yeah. Except... My mum's got linoleum in her house. Oh, she... Mm. Like in the olden days, when you moved house, you took your linoleum with you. Oh. What if it didn't fit? You cut it to fit. What if it was too small? Uh, more linoleum. <laughs> you got more, more linoleum and you created a join, which you had to stick down and which would be kicked up by small boys passing over it, yeah. who would then be shouted at by their mother, whose father would then have to fix the, uh, the, the kicked up bit and the whole process would start all over again. Mm-hmm. Yes. However... There is one thing about carpets that everybody knows the answer to. And do you know what you know the answer to? It is How to brush them. No. Mm. Close. Close. No, I'll give you it anyway. Carpet dents. <laughs> I do know this. You're going to say ice. Nope. Oh. But here's a new tip. Here's mm. a better tip. Carpet dents. To remove marks left on a carpet by heavy furniture... Lay a damp cloth over the spot and place a hot iron on top. The steam restores the pile. When thoroughly dry, brush the pile gently with a stiff brush. This is E.J. Tocher, 43 Watermill Road, Fraserborough. Fraserborough. Well, as we all know, I've recently moved house and there's a lot of dents. She's recently moved house. Lots of dents. She's recently moved house. I have, shut up. And there is like... 
so many things on Google and whatnot that tell you ice. So we lump of ice on each spot and it just sucks up the water and then you have the pile restored. Sucks up the water? Well, I guess so. Yeah, that's the As thing. As the ice melts. Isn't it, isn't it great though? Because for you now, Connie, mm-hmm. if you have a thing you need to solve, you just go and find it. Whereas if you were a householder in the 1950s, you have to wait, for, have the to wait for the Sunday Post just randomly to for somebody else to have written in at the same time as you. But I guess you would have read it every week, yeah? Everybody read it every week. In fact, I may have said this before, and if I'm saying it before, it's because it's a wonderful fact. <laughs> Everybody read the Sunday Post. At the Sunday Post height, it was read by 85% of the population over the age of 16 in Scotland. Everybody over the age of 60. read it. Not over the age of 60, how dare you? Over the age of 16, it was the Bible of the people. In Scotland? In Scotland. Think? So how and did that lady in Massachusetts get it that we had? Because there was such an expat uh, readership for it that we, the Sunday Post used to have to send out literally tens of thousands of copies to places like Canada, USA, South Africa, uh, Australia, where all expats, Scots live, New Zealand as well, yeah. obviously. And... They all got their Sunday post. Sometimes they got them two <laughs> weeks late. Yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> and but that was okay because uh, some of the, some of the stuff in the Sunday post. Sunday post, remember, yeah, it was based that. in Dundee. <laughs> I don't care. I'm I'm going. I'm going there. He's you go it. every episode. <laughs> He's adopted a stance, listeners. <laughs> Again, here he comes with a pointing finger. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'll put one hand on one hip as well. The Sunday post did not have a parliament. Or a stock exchange on its front door mm-hmm. step. So they made the news in a different way. We, the Sunday Post talked about things that were important to uh, ordinary readers. Mm-hmm. Stuff that they would sit down at their kitchen table and talk about. Things that were important to them. Not necessarily what was happening in Parliament, but very, don't give me that look, <laughs> but very important to people who are sitting at their kitchen table. Like how many... How much meat was in a sausage? Or How much meat is in a sausage? Well, the Sunday Post actually has gone into this in some detail. They and do it per brand, per butcher. They did it per brand. Oh, that's cool. And um, they decided which was best. So whether it was the co-op or whether it was um, what other supermarkets were available at the time. Not many. What's that? Not um, any. Wilkie, no. What was it? Up in we Willy Winkies? No, no, no. That's the sausages. No, um, there was a... We're talking about sausages. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. There was Lawson's, I remember. They used to make sausages. But the Sunday Post discovered this for you and it put it down and it told you what was what and it told you in no uncertain terms and it was true. You you do that yawn thing again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lassie. That was actually a serious I'll make you write out a hundred lines. But here's the thing, right? So as DC, as DC Thompson, we've just recently relaunched shortlist.com, yes. which is exactly the same kind of content <laughs> yeah. so you could either say there's nothing new under the sun but you could also say you know there, there has always been and there will always be a need for knowing how much what percentage of meats in your sausages but for knowing what the best thing is or to give you some consumer knowledge mm-hmm. now yeah. of course the difference is that if you were a proud housewife that would write into Sunday Post you would have your very own clear views mm-hmm. on who's the best sausages were very much as so as would yes. your husband yeah. yes uh-huh. yeah, and he'd yeah. insist on if he didn't like them then you wouldn't be having them again yeah very true so in that case then we are all agreed that <laughs> <laughs> It was better in the past because people made up their own minds about things. They weren't fed what was right 
they decided for themselves. But you can like right. watch. I'm pretty sure like Watchdog does that kind of sausage thing. <laughs> How well, much sugar's in your cereal? I or? didn't think when I woke up this morning I'd spend so much time <laughs> discussing the meat content of sausages. What is? What are we talking about? Carpets. How do yeah, we go yeah. from carpets to, to sausages? Meat. This is ridiculous. Uh, some some, some, idiot, some idiot went off on the, uh, something about the Sunday Post <laughs> because he thinks it's the best newspaper in the world, which it is. Be quiet. Right. Where there were carpets, beneath carpets or rugs, there was linoleum. So a lot of attention was paid to linoleum. Underneath the carpet? Yeah, it went all the way underneath the carpet. Actually, tell you what. Like underlay? <gasps> kind of, yeah. In what do Mexican carpet fetters say? <laughs> I think oh, do, do they say get me a few please <laughs> underlay underlay <laughs> oh that's a classic <laughs> yes that's a classic is, is there bits we can cut out yeah of we can edit this out don't right, worry good thank you right linoleum you had to lay your own linoleum so when cutting linoleum heat the blade of the knife it will cut through without tearing Mrs. Ireland, Roswell Station, Dumfries. That's a well-known thing. That's not in particular. How did you know that? Well, I'm familiar Right, okay, tell me why like it doesn't Like a Stanley knife or whatever. You're, if you were cutting fabric, you'd do the same thing. You heat the blade? Yeah. If you were using a Stanley knife. If I was using, like, dressmaking scissors or whatever, I wouldn't, but... I didn't know this. Yeah. Connie, you are revealing new depths of knowledge. Or if you were cutting some, like, what's the, that stuff that you can make art? Is it lino? No, not lino. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you would surely cut heat the blade if you were cutting those. Not ah. necessarily. In both cases, um, the blade thing, heating the blade can be about uh, making allowances for a blade that's not particularly sharp. Yes. So you could, if you've got a sharp blade, you can just cut stuff. But if it's a wee bit rubbish, it will definitely tear because it will catch. But the heat can, of course, if you're talking about something plasticky, I know, yep. then it will mm-hmm. cut through it more, more readily. What knife through butter. Yeah. Indeed. And you had to do this. And every father... Householder had to be an expert in cutting linoleum. It's a lost art. The human race is, is lessened I could, I because could it's cut lost. Linoleum its. If I had to. Could you fit it though? Could you fit it around the pedestal of a toilet? Could you? Could you? Could you? If I, yeah. If I could measure it. What do you stick it down with? Um, it's to stay down itself. There was nothing to stick it down with. Was it like uh, sticky back plastic stuff? No. Was nope. it just loosey goosey about the house? It was. Well, it had to be fitted perfectly. It had to be fitted you see, brilliantly. Yeah. Snug as a bug. Indeed. I mean, I would give it a bash. Also, I've just noticed that the carpet in here is not wall-to-wall. That's right. The room we're recording in has got a wooden periphery. Yeah. But it's not that we're not in a rug. No, it's, definitely it's a carpet. carpet. But it's not wall-to-wall. Yeah, that's quite cool. Fitting. On that note, let's just take a little break while we examine the carpet in here. Nowadays, they call these things life hacks. I don't know why. And websites might have 20 or 30 of these Hack things. Actually, I'll have to ask Connie why they're called hacks. Daft name. Anyway, there are well over 2,000 tips in the Pass It On books. So you can stick that on your webby page thing and chew it. You can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. I wonder if they're called hacks because there's something to do with horses. Welcome back, dear listener. While we've been away, or while you've been away, I have been examining the outer reaches of this room and uh, what they called the wooden periphery. 
And this reminds me of the days when linoleum surrounding the rug in the room was absolutely freezing cold. So cold that if a small boy, such as myself, was walking about in bare feet and had to walk over the linoleum periphery... Like an ice rink. It was like... It was freezing. You're... Two poor little tootsies, even if you had <laughs> your grey school socks on, they got absolutely frozen and it was a terrible, horrible experience. How far did you have to walk on? Well, sometimes it would be three or four feet more, perhaps, depending on how big the rug was. You could oh. have slid. Yeah, well, like done the it would worm. still be cold. <laughs> Actually, yeah. well, and while we were talking about linoleum, have either of you ever smelled a linoleum factory? No. No. Not it, knowingly. But now it... I've never knowingly It is smelled. Friday today. I know what I'll be doing on my weekend. <laughs> it has a distinctive pungency about so, it. It's not like I, burning rubber. I've got a question, mm. right? Is, is, I've never known this. Is lino a particular... Is it a trademark or something? Is it a particular type of floor covering? Or is it a, a generic com- that we use yeah. for any kind of plastic-like floor covering? I think I'm asking the real I, questions I, here, I'm, people. I know, I know. Uh-huh. It's uh, Cutting edge. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a generic because linoleum was made in places. Kirkcaldy, for instance, famously made a lot of linoleum there. Famously, famously, it <laughs> was famously, and it smelled. If you'd like, famously. if you live in Kirkcaldy and would like to take a widget, <laughs> no, they did they, slagging off of Kirkcaldy at the Pass It On Pod on Twitter. <laughs> there was a big linoleum factory, and it smelled like. A linoleum factory, and it's it's a really memorable and strong smell. What would you compare it to? Is it asphalty? I yeah, don't know what that smells uh-huh. like either. Well, it, I'm it thinking does like hover. burning rubber. Like if you do too it's many really donuts in the Asda rubber. car it's, park, it's a it's a more <laughs> chemically smell. You see, we see I'm talking about doing donuts in the Asda yeah, car not, park. not like eating them, <laughs> like doing them, handbrake turns, etc. We didn't do that. We did. You well. did. I didn't. We do did. That. It was saved for American films starring young men with white t-shirts and biker jackets on. Oh, like they Dan, were the only people. Danny who did Zuko. It. Him, exactly him. He's the sort of chap oh. who would do such a thing. Yobo and Hilligan. However, speaking of strange smells, my father once told me that once you've once you've smelled a dead horse, you'll never forget the smell. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Another doubt thing it. to add to my list this weekend. <laughs> but. It's one for the bucket list, isn't it? YOLO! <laughs> it's true. Steve, do you know what that means? YOLO. Yeah. Uh, it's a type of chocolate sweet, isn't it? <laughs> That's a rollo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know what YOLO means. You only live once. Possibly. You, but so, like, when you do mean? something silly, you just go, YOLO. Like, got a tattoo on my forehead. YOLO. <laughs> Listen to Steve for an hour. YOLO. <laughs> That's an hour of your life you're not getting back. <laughs> YOLO. Right, okay, never but mind. But you will incorporate it into your vocabulary, Steve, it's fine. I refuse to incorporate <laughs> that. My vocabulary will never be sullied by your modernism. It's in the dictionary, I'm sure. It well, is, yeah. Right. Sorry, I'm going to, you're going to have to let right, me go with this horse. one. Right, no, on. I'm not going with dead no, horse. Right. I'm going with dictionaries. Dictionaries... <laughs> are doing the English language a disservice. Are you, yes, they are. Are you dissing the dictionary? I am disrespecting the dictionary. Yes, <laughs> I am. Dictionaries should tell you how the language should be used. Hard they, to disagree. Yeah. Right. Well, what they do do is tell you how the English language is being used. And that means that things like YOLO... Mm-hmm. An emoji. 
emoji. Selfie. Well, no, no problem with them getting in. Oh. But the word literally, for instance, mm-hmm. its meaning in the Oxford English Dictionary now has just as an intensifier. So you can literally say he literally laughed his head off and they accept that as correct. And that, yeah. in my opinion, is adulterating and damaging the English language. But you are aware, of course, that the alternative is to be French. <laughs> the Academy Francais does a wonderful job, in my opinion. Um, there's one in Germany as well, the Reich something. No, I'm probably not the Reich anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they look after their language and they do not allow idiots to change the meaning of words. Decimated, for instance, is a perfectly good word that means reduce it by one in ten. But now it means the same as devastate. Reduced by, by nine in ten, it almost means that. <laughs> it can mean anything you like, it's according to the Oxford English Dictionary, because they've allowed the meaning of that to slide, so we no longer have a word nah. for reduced by one in ten. See, I get your point, and yeah. I, I, of course I understand, but at the same time, the so might what? and majesty of the English language is that it yeah. evolves, and that we are a mongrel language that takes in from anywhere and everywhere. It we is the are. most and inventive and wonderful. I like the right. Urban Dictionary. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love, I love the Urban, urban Dictionary. dictionary. I disagree with your terminology, though. The English language is not evolving in the way you're mentioning it. It is devolving. It is getting good. worse. Good. That is not good. Yo, Steve, <laughs> stop talking about dictionary. More carpets, please. Um. Oh, carpets. <laughs> yeah, That's carpets. what we're here for. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> you get right. confused, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what was my name again? <laughs> right. The bad thing about your linoleum was oh. that sometimes... It, it tended you, to get linoleum. <laughs> Stop it! I, I'll I'll stamp my foot. I'm telling you. Oh, right. I'm so scared. It's with, your linoleum was in danger of getting damaged. So, no scratches. Fix ladies' small rubber heels on the bottom of fireside chair legs. This prevents scratches and other marks on lino. Mrs. P. Hilton of 38 High Street, Old Basford. Nottingham. I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen. That's brilliant. Yeah, but you still do stuff like that. Like on the, underneath of your dining table or that, you might have like those little felt stoppery things. In fact, even if you shop at IKEA, mm-hmm. which is surely the antithesis of the mm-hmm. hardy, hard wearing. Like oh, I love IKEA. Everyone loves IKEA, um, apart from Steve. Um, but but, but <laughs> my point was going to be yes. I, IKEA is is obviously a very very different world away from the kind of you know investments and heritage mm-hmm. furniture. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't antiques at the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> but but with IKEA stuff, you get we felt pads to put underneath them to to protect. Yeah, you do. So and who invented that? What's her face Sunday in there? Post. Or this? What are they? Scandinavian? Swedish. Swedish. Same thing. <laughs> the uh, furniture did not used to come. With little rubber stoppers on it. Proving that the past was worse than, than the, the present. Yeah. No. Well, the Proving that no. the past found an answer. It didn't. And the answer is still being used today. Well, yeah. So the Sunday Post but solved the problem that existed then. She was not the first person to do that. How do you know uh, that? Because well, some lot her, her no. chairs needed it done. So And why only fireside chairs? What about the rest of them? Because your fireside chair has moved about quite a bit when you're... Rocking back and forward doing your knitting. No, you would you would go closer to the fire when you were cold, or the the fire wasn't quite so hot, and it's mm. before it got to embers, or and then you would move it back when you were too hot. Can oh, I tell you? Get up and pick it up. Can I tell you my favorite IKEA fact? Oh yeah. Um, which is that 
Mr. Ikea, whatever his name is, um, huh. one of the reasons that there are restaurants, amazing restaurants, so I think we can all agree yeah, that meatballs, meatballs are Mm-mm-mm. fantastic. No. Um, the reason there are restaurants no. in Ikea shops is that there was some research done that showed that shoppers, if they went into Ikea when they were hungry, they'd go in and buy the thing that they wanted and then piss off again. Whereas mm-hmm. if they went in and had some food and they weren't yes. hungry, they would leisurely meander through the market hall. I often wonder what they would do if there's a fire in there because it takes you hell long to get all the way around. That's true. Like, that must be a fire Light, hazard. Lights come on. Imagine you were only stuck at the, the chair bit. How long would it take you to get into the end? About an hour? <laughs> I suspect not. I suspect they have thought of it. They have. It blows They're, my mind. Ikea does. Nothing about Ikea blows my mind. Have I'm you been sorry. to Ikea? Steve? I have been to Ikea several times. Oh. I, I Against your better judgment, it sounds uh, like. Against my will. Never mind my better <laughs> judgment. And I wandered about that place looking at stuff that I did not want. And that then only cost three pounds, though. Yeah. Well, that's just. Why would you bizarrely, not want to buy an apple cutter for one pound? Well, bizarrely, we went and bought stuff that we didn't want. That's didn't the need. wonder of the meatballs. Yeah. Well, it worked on me. Tell you what. Anyway, we're going back to Lino. Whether you guys like it or not, whether you can take your Mister is his name Bob IKEA. No, but oh. he can be for the purpose of this podcast. Right, because I'm about to blow your mind yet further. Okay. Are you ready? Mm, I don't. Wait. I was born ready. Steve. I better sit down. Right. Okay. Right. Well, adju- adjust your undergarments so that you're comfortable <laughs> for this coming on. Right. Ready? Lino wisdom. Before laying lino, let it stand in a warm room for 24 hours. This will prevent it from cracking or peeling when you lay it. Mrs. A. Wilson, Fullwell Road, Sunderland. Right. After Again, before cutting. Before cutting, and that would mean it would lay. Flat without yes. any wrappy up bits. Again, also, it would kind of soften, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. The heat yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. More yeah, yeah. pliable. Uh-huh. I get I, that. You uh, know when you see great big sense. bits of leather before it's been cut into shoes? No. I always think of lino. I often see great big bits of leather. Have you seen? Sp- I mean, that was my last about weekend. When you're driving to work past all the cows. <laughs> you seen Hobson's <laughs> Choice? What's no. that? The movie? No. Is no. <laughs> that another plant based running around scary one? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about a, a, a man who's a cobbler and he. He gets a wife, whether he wants it or not. Mm-hmm. However, he's a cobbler and he tests pieces of leather, gigantic pieces of cowhide for making good shoes with. Mm-hmm. And he lifts them up in the air and he flaps them about. He tests the quality of them. And I've always thought that's what Lino's like. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this, to be honest. <laughs> I like but it looks I like Lino. I've always thought in that <laughs> no. context. It spends. Hours every day, contemplating lino. Lino and leather and the links between it all. Yeah, I know, but haven't you often thought, no. just randomly, you've had a little problem that just nags and nags and nags away at you. Well, like and lino eventually and you, Yeah, and eventually you oh. come to a, a conclusion over, oh yeah, that's how that must have worked. No. Normally the things that I'm thinking about are like, how am I going to fix the leak in my roof? Or what am I going to have for tea? Or what will I watch tonight? Or what's happening in Game yeah, of Thrones? Like that's the kind of day-to-day thing I think of. Abstract problems, things that you have not understood and you think there must be a reason for that. There must be a way that that happens. And you eventually... Nothing is silly think and think that. and think it through and eventually you come to an answer. Well, no. we're not coming to an answer today, Steve, because I tell you that is enough of that subject for today. They always cut me off on my prime. <laughs> because it's a lot of nonsense. His prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his prime. He thinks he's oh. in his prime, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Your prime was probably about 40 years ago, Steve. Let's be serious. Join us the next episode um, where we'll be discussing more genius or possibly madness from the households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today. See you then. 
If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.